When Christ is preached, we should rejoice. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, friends. We're moving on today in our study in Philippians chapter 1. We are now going to be looking at uh, verses 15 through 18. And uh, Paul continues in his conversation about uh, how his imprisonment is serving to advance the gospel. And I think it's an important thing for us to consider how our circumstances become opportunities for the gospel to be lifted up. Um, Our circumstances, no matter what they are. Some people are imprisoned by physical maladies that would for others seem like a prison. Uh, Some people are held back uh, or imprisoned by circumstances beyond their control uh, that would seem to others like a prison of a certain kind. And yet, uh, if those people are believing people and they surrender those circumstances to the Lord, uh, they become avenues for witness by which Jesus Christ is preached and lost and hurting people hear the gospel and are given the opportunity to respond to the message of God's love and faithfulness in Christ. And so we ought not overlook our circumstances um, as believers. We ought to see them through the lens of our faith in Jesus and how whatever it is that we're facing or whatever situation we're in can become an avenue for witness. Now that takes having a certain kind of eyes to look at the world, to look at our circumstances. If we have um, kingdom eyes, <laughs> eyes that are tuned in to the Lord, we can see all that we're going through in this life as an avenue for witness for Jesus. All right, my friends, so before we get into the text this morning to flesh out a little bit more about what Paul is saying, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we come today. Father, we need the touch of your love in our lives We need uh, to know that you're present and that you're aware and that you're available and that you're with us. And Lord, we pray that your spirit would um, make those realities come alive in our hearts today, that we would have every sense that you're with us, that you love us, that you are listening, that you're aware, and that you care about the circumstances we're facing, Lord God. And then, Father, when we... When we submit our challenges to you, when we submit the circumstances of our lives to you, would you help us to see them through the lens of what you are doing, big picture, for your kingdom purposes, not in the minutia of the moment, but in the bigger picture, and how you're using even the stuff we're facing right now uh, as an avenue for witness for you, and as an avenue for growing us to depend on you and trust you more. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word today and we pray that you would make it come alive in us like never before and that we would have a depth of insight and knowledge and understanding that would um, deepen our love for you and for others. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for your word and its instruction. We ask that you would bless this time and that it would be fruitful uh, for our growth as your disciples. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, my friends, here is Philippians 1, 15 through 18. Paul writes, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. 
The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing that is, is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Um, Paul is making some serious uh, statements here at the outset. He says, It's true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. Um, I think that it's important for us to evaluate every Christian ministry uh, through uh, the lens of spiritual discernment to really listen to what uh, a particular teacher or preacher is saying, but then beyond what they're saying, to watch their life um, because we begin to see the true motives of their hearts when we watch their life. Um, it is important to uh, listen to what they're saying to see if it's consistent with the teachings of Scripture, to see if it's consistent with the message of the gospel, uh, to see if there are any places where their um, theology might lead people astray, um, and to then watch their lives so as to better understand their motivations. Um, it seems that even today, there are many who uh, profess to be Christian teachers and preachers whose motives are profit and gain, and we must be careful uh, that uh, we don't unite ourselves with uh, teachings or ministries uh, that uh, have false motivations. Um, he says there's two kinds of preachers, those who preach Christ out of envy and rivalry uh, and those who do so out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love. And I think that's true. Um, there's a sense in which we can understand the heart of a person and we can see their intent really is the ministry of Christ and the ministry of the gospel and the kingdom growing and spreading. And that person is not going to care uh, where the message of Christ is being lifted up or how people are coming to be saved. They're going to care mostly that people are coming to be saved <laughs> and that the kingdom is growing, not that their ministry is growing, not that their particular uh, reputation is growing, but that the ministry of Christ is growing and that the kingdom is growing. And that's a matter of motivations. Um, Paul says those who preach out of goodwill do so out of love, knowing that Paul is put in this place of imprisonment for defense of the gospel. See, they understand through the lens of their spiritual discernment that Paul was in prison uh, and God was using that experience that the gospel might be lifted up in that place among those people, the, the soldiers and the elites that were serving the authorities that had Paul in prison so that Paul might proclaim the gospel in that place. It's amazing the insight Paul had on his circumstances. He says, The former Pete preach Christ, those who are doing so out of envy and rivalry, out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. See, Paul saw through them. He saw their hearts. He saw their motivations. He understood why they were doing what they were doing. The gospel was a disguise for their own selfish motivations. But I love what he says in verse 18. And this is the, 
This is the God-ordained upswing. (laughs) Uh, This is how God redeems everything for the good of the kingdom and for his glory and honor. He says, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. That should stir hearts, my friends. See, because some people might overhear the preaching uh, of this uh, wrongly motivated preacher, and if they're teaching what the scriptures say, a person might hear that and be turned to faith in Jesus. And that's the redemptive arc of God's Holy Spirit at work, regardless of the motivations of the preacher, to reach the lost through the message of the gospel. That only speaks to the reality that the gospel message has power to change lives. It's not the instrument, it's the message. (laughs) And we know that God, as my mentor says, hits a lot of straight licks with crooked sticks. (laughs) And so we can give thanks that the gospel, when it's preached, has power to change lives and to save lives and to redeem souls, because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. All right, my friends, I'm greatly encouraged by these words today, and I hope you are too. So go forth and uh, speak the gospel uh, in the places that God has you. And I pray that God would help us all see the circumstances we're in as an avenue for witness. Uh, And so uh, don't whine and moan about it. Take it to the Lord and submit it to Him and say, Lord, show me why I'm in this place. Show me why I'm struggling with this. And help me see it through the lens of spiritual discernment that I might understand what you're doing in this circumstance to lift up the gospel and to um, increase your renown among those who don't know you yet. All right, my friends, be encouraged. God bless.